A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to all the people, saying, A prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you, for among your own kin to him you shall listen. This is exactly what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, Let us not again hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see this great fire any more, lest we die. And the Lord said to me, This was well said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their kin, and will put my words into his mouth. He shall then command, he shall then tell them all that I command him. Whoever will not listen to my words, which he speaks in my name, I myself will make him answer for it. But if a prophet presumes to speak in my name, an oracle that I have not com commanded him to speak, or speaks in the name of other gods, he shall die. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, I should like you to be free of anxieties. An unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But a married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is anxious about the things of the Lord, so that she may be holy in both body and spirit. A married woman, on the other hand, is anxious about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. I am telling you this for your own benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, but for the sake of propriety and the adherence to the Lord without distraction. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, o Lord. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, what have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this? A new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, we're reading this year from the Gospel of St. Mark. In every, um, in every Gospel, there's a different presentation of how Jesus um, 
is presented. And Jesus presented as the Messiah, as the Son of God, but he also has been presented as the one that has come to fight against the kingdom of Satan. Well, St. Luke presents Jesus as the great prophet, and St. Matthew presents Jesus as the great teacher and master. St. Mark presents Jesus as a great exorcist. And we see this through the first miracle that he does in the Gospel of Mark. In the Gospel, Jesus came to Capernaum after being baptized by John the Baptist and also after undergoing 40 days of fasting in the wilderness. And there he was tempted by who? But Satan. Satan was there to tempt him. He was waiting for him, trying to get him to stop his mission. But Jesus overcame these three temptations. And so Jesus goes with his disciples. He also selected his first disciples by this point. So Jesus goes to Capernaum, and there he goes to the synagogue. He goes to the synagogue to read sacred scripture, to teach, to pray, and to worship. The reaction of the audience who were there were astonished at his teaching. Why? Because Jesus, unlike the scribes, taught with authority. Because he taught what he knew. And he knew God the Father because Jesus came into the world to reveal God the Father to us. So that's why he was able to speak with authority. It wasn't like the scribes were just, you know, citing scripture and they were citing their other um, famous rabbis and, and they were like, it, was, it wasn't exactly what, you know, it wasn't nothing personal. It was just a lot of presentation of a lot of facts without any real connection, without any real relationship. And that's the difference. Jesus has a relationship with God the Father, so he can't speak about God the Father because he knows him. There's a personal relationship. He came down from heaven. And so the people felt the impact of the words of Jesus. Even in, in the scripture today, it says how the people were So the people were astonished, but in reality, they, were, they felt the impact of every word that was coming out of the mouth of Jesus. So it was really touching their heart. It was really touching their mind. And it was really doing something to them. Because the word of God is alive. The word transforms those who are exposed to the word of God. It's not just a word or an opinion or a notion or an idea. It is talking about God the Father relationship. And so that's why the people were astonished because he's teaching from a point of view in which he knows who he's talking about. And so the people are impacted by this type of preaching they've never heard before. So Jesus, unlike the scribes, taught with authority. The people felt this impact. And the words of Christ connected with the reality of his audience. The words of truth and reality come together. So his words reach this concrete world. So again, it's not notion. It's not theory. It's not a philosophy. It is the words of life. So Jesus came to reveal God the Father. And Jesus knew God because of a relationship with his Father. 
in Jesus is also fulfillment of God's promise to Moses. Because God promised Moses, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their kin. Why? Because Moses is the only one that had that relationship with God. He would go up the mountain, and he would have this face-to-face with God. No other prophet had that face-to-face. And so Jesus is that fulfillment because Jesus indeed talks face-to-face with his Father, who is God the Father. So Jesus, the Son of God, that came to save the world from the power of Satan and also from sin and from eternal death. Another interesting point that we have in today's um, gospel reading is that in their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. So just notice that in their synagogue. It was not the synagogue of Jesus because his synagogue was where? Nazareth, right? Because Jesus is from Nazareth and Jesus is at Capernaum. And in this synagogue, the ones who are in charge of the synagogue are the scribes. So that's why the people are astonished that Jesus doesn't preach like the scribes because the synagogue Capernaum belonged to the scribes. And the scribes were actually highly educated men that that usually came from Jerusalem, highly skilled, and yet they didn't have the same power that Jesus had. And so in this synagogue was a man with unclean spirit, a man that was possessed. And what does the man, the possessed man, do? He challenges Jesus. This man shouted at Jesus and yelled at him. He goes, Have you come? What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So let's break this in parts. Jesus indeed came into the world because the demon actually speaks two truths. The demon reveals first that Jesus indeed came into the world to destroy the kingdom of Satan. Second, Jesus is the Holy One of God indeed. He is the Son of God. He is the Christ. He's the Messiah. So again, that's another truth that the demon does reveal. But Jesus does not allow it to continue to talk. He immediately tells the the demon to be quiet. Another interesting point is that he uses the same word when they're crossing the Sea of Galilee And during that storm, what does Jesus do? He stands up and says, quiet to the storm. So in other words, right there, again, another sign that the entire world is under the hands of the prince of darkness. And Jesus came to save the world from the grip of the hands of this prince of darkness, which is Satan, who has taken over the world. But Jesus has come into the world to deliver us from the hands of Satan. And immediately he gives a command, come out of him. And the demon is unable to resist his word. And again, Jesus demonstrates to those present that his words and actions have power and authority. Evil has no power over him. Jesus came to force out and expel the the power of darkness. There may be two reasons why Jesus told the evil spirit to be quiet. Number one, because part of the evil spirit was mocking Jesus. Because he said, 
you're the Holy One of God. But he also could have said in a very mocking way, oh, you are the Holy One of God. So some believe, some scholars believe that he was maybe, what was happening, the demon was mocking Jesus. Another one that, that the reason why Jesus quieted the demon is because the demons always mix truth with lies. And so in order to avoid confusing the people, because Jesus was just starting his ministry, he didn't want the demon to reveal to the people who he was yet. Because it is up to Jesus to reveal who he is and God the Father. And so he immediately tells the demon to shut up, to be quiet. And he stops. That shows the power and the authority that Christ has over the demons. So Jesus delivers people, places, and things in nature from the power of sin and evil. So we're in the middle of the battlefield, but Jesus through his death on the cross and resurrection has victory over all the powers of darkness and demons and evil. Finally, the church, through the power and authority of Jesus Christ, continues to spread the kingdom of God. We continue to conquer the space of this world we're taking away territory from Satan. And that's why there's even greater resistance, not only throughout the world, but here in our country. Because the devil cannot stand that he's losing this war. He's already lost, but we are living right now in the presence of this battle that has already been won by God. So we're protected by the sacraments of the church. The sacrament of confession is an important way of protecting and delivering us from the influence and power of evil. The Eucharist is the medicine that restores our body and soul in our relationship with God the Father. May the Blessed Virgin Mary guide our lives to listen and to trust in the power and the authority of Jesus Christ's words and actions in our daily lives. Amen.